The following Dharma talk was presented at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota as part of the weekly Dharma series. The speaker is Mark Nunberg, guiding teacher at Common Ground. Welcome everyone. It's nice to see people. Um, if you haven't been around for too long, I've been on retreat for the last month. And I'm really grateful for the people that were able to cover for me while I was away. I thought tonight it might be good to talk a little bit about retreating. Seeing that it's such an important part in the, the Buddhist tradition. And it's, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what it means to go on retreat, especially when people hear about people going on longer retreats, nine days or a month or three years. Or <laughs> and it can easily seem like uh, a kind of uh, acting out of some aversion to the world, like the world is so messy or so bad or so complicated. or. So I want to get away from the world. So I'm going to go to this retreat center, or I'm going to go to this cave, or I'm going to go to the North Woods. So it's all about intention. And you probably, I mean, many of us have retreated out of aversion, and we've gotten the effects of that. You know, when you run away from something, the real problem is in our minds, so you can't really run away from that. <laughs> we tend to bring our problem with us. Have you noticed that? You know, we go on vacation and, you know, all the problems in our life often are still right there. Or we, you know, hide in our room, but the mind that's afraid or the mind that's averse, it's right there. So that's not why we go on retreat, to get away from the world. Because as I tried to point out in the guided meditation, the world is right here. You know, we, we just imagine the world's out there. But the world keeps moment by moment showing up in our mind. That's where the world happens. You know, you might have had a difficult interaction earlier today. And when we think about that difficult interaction, we imagine that it's the difficulty is back there at 9 a.m. when I met this person. That actually the difficulty is in our mind right now. The thoughts, the images, the contraction, it's all right here, right now. So we have to, you know, anybody who's interested in going on a retreat or inclined to go on a, on a retreat, whether the retreat means, you know, whatever that means for you, we, we always want to take a look at, you know, am I trying to escape something unpleasant, get away from something? Just, just understand, okay, well this, this should be looked at, this might be interesting to see a little bit more like is this useful you know and then we begin to refine our idea of what a retreat is and really our even our daily city practice is a retreat you know when we put aside 30 minutes or 45 minutes or however much time we have to sit it that's a retreat and some for some of us at sometimes it is that like I just want to get away from things, so we want to like disappear. 
And, and one of the telltale signs of that attitude is like we want to use the meditation object like the breath or if you use a mantra or visualization or whatever kind of meditation practice that you might use, you'll notice the mind holding on to it with a kind of desperation, like really want to get there, stay there, and kind of uh, get really small, really protected by that meditation object. It's really, in a way, not that different from people who want to move into a gated community, you know, or, you know, all the different ways that we think we can protect ourselves from the world and all the messiness and all the insecurity and vulnerability. (coughs) So, retreating really is designed you know, as a, in, in the Buddhist tradition, it's designed to come from this intention that we recognize that a lot of our suffering, all of our suffering, in fact, it's happening in the mind. It happens because of how we understand or relate to things. So then we get interested in the mind. There's a basic um, shift you know, mostly we get reinforced to attend to what's going on around us. This external orientation. So we're seeking our happiness by, you know, trying to have good relationships or have nice things and get away from bad things. But as we, as this insight develops in our life, just naturally, it's not because we're Buddhists that this insight develops. It's just, if we pay attention, if we're not overwhelmed completely by our lives, well, just start to notice that suffering, that stress, tension, it happens in the mind, and it happens, it arises because of how we're relating. We start getting interested in the mind. So instead of like being interested in what new car we want to buy, what new relationship we want to have, or you know whether, you know, what ideas we should have about things even, instead of seeing that as important, we realize what's really relevant is the mind or the heart. What is this mind or heart? How come it gets contracted sometimes? How come sometimes it's released and loving and open? And then retreating comes out of that. We understand, well, if I'm interested in getting to know the heart or the mind, then we begin to ask the question, well, what supports getting to know the heart or mind? What makes it easier to get to know the mind? What gets in the way of getting to know the mind or getting to know the heart? And it, you know, then it gets actually pretty obvious to all of us, I think, you know, if we've got the radio playing and we're reading the paper and we're hanging out with our friends and we're drinking beer or smoking pot or, it's not so easy to stay or be interested in the mind. You know, if we're dulling the mind out if we're sort of exciting the mind using various things like dramatic movies or dramatic books or dramatic conversations, like in a way of indulging in the drama, like uh, feeding, trying to feed on the drama. I always say, I always mention how, like in my own case, I notice when I check on the news, you know, I've got a couple websites that I'd like to visit just to see what's going on in the world. And I, I'll notice how I want to feed 
on drama. You know, it's like I actually, in a, in a, I guess a sick sort of way, I want something interesting to be happening. You know, you look at the pictures of what's going on in Iran, and it's like, see one picture, and it's kind of, and in some way, if we're really honest with ourselves, we see that we really want something dramatic, even if it's somebody really suffering, somebody really injured. We want something provocative. Whether it's, you know, whatever, in all kinds of ways, whether it's provocative in the sense of provoking lust or provoking disgust or just provoking self-righteousness. So we're pulled into the world and distracted by the world in this way in so many different ways. But as we begin to appreciate, you know, the relevance of the heart or mind, then we're, we're, we're willing to entertain the possibility